Hi, everybody. Welcome to the clubhouse. This is Beth. First, I want to say thank you so, so much to everyone who listens and supports the podcast. Case and I are so grateful to all of you, and we really, really appreciate that you come in and listen every episode and DM us and let us know what movies you like to watch. And we love to meet you out and talk about television and movies and all things 70s, 80s, and 90s. Having said that, I also want to apologize because the sound for our October episodes is not great. We bought a new microphone. We thought we had it all set up and we went to record and it turns out that the microphone itself was defective. So we were able to have our wonderful editor, Marjan, help us make it sound as good as he could. Unfortunately, due to time constraints, we were not able to re-record the episodes. The good news is we have a new studio and we have a new microphone. So Going forward after this month, we will not be using that microphone again. And, you know, it's still us. So enjoy. Somebody's watching me. <laughs> I have no privacy. privacy. <laughs> oh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Is it just a dream? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. Beth, we want to welcome our new listeners in Jalisco, Mexico. Welcome, Jalisco, Mexico. And Van Nuys, California, which is near welcome. where the movie that we are going to be talking about today is set. Yes, not exactly in it, but we're close. Very we're close. Close, close. We have a lot of listeners in L.A. and the L.A. area, so we're very grateful to all of you. Yes, thank you so much. Hey, before we start, I want to mention something exciting for us. Yeah. We were just named in the top 60 movie club podcasts on Feedspot.com. Oh yay! I know that was really exciting because one of the one of the podcasts called the True Crime, I think it's called the True Crime Movie Club podcast. No, I forget what it is. But anyway, they were a big like inspiration to this podcast. Okay, they are a bigger group. They there's anywhere between like three and eight people that that come on and talk about horror movies. Okay, and they don't really talk plot. Okay. It's a great, it's a great podcast. So I was super excited to see Yay. us on there. Link is in the show notes if you want to see the list and see where we are. I think we're number 37. Wow. I know we should be number two. Wow. Yeah, it'd be nice. Okay. Maybe next time. Okay. But we're very grateful to be on that. Yes, we I are. I also want to mention, Case, that I have a short story published. Humble brag. And I know, in, a, in an anthology called Horrible Little Stories. Yes. So you can, uh, Screaming Eye Press, I'll put that link in the show notes if anybody wants to support that it is on Amazon is where it's sold. Okay. But I'm very proud of myself. It's been a very long time yes. since I've published I'm fiction. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. P-R-O-U-D. I'm proud of you. I'm She's starting to of you. I'm proud of you. She's getting Hope ready to that you this. are proud of you too. That's right. Wait. Yep, oh, and I, that wasn't a poem, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but no, can... that's how we do it in the classroom. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So, Case, I think this is your favorite TV movie so far. <laughs> I wanted to do this one since we started this podcast. Not as gross as the one with Charles O'Shaughnessy. Oh, yeah, that was the Kiss So Deadly. Yeah, yeah. not as gross as that. It's confusing. This one's but, confusing. Yeah. Uh, and we'll tell you why it's so confusing. Yeah, it, opens, it opens confusing. Yeah. 
Yes. So I saw what you did is the movie, and it originally aired on May 20th, 1988, according to TV Tango. Case, when I first saw it, it was on a cable network called Clue or Clues. Oh, okay. I remember that one. And I think it was like C-L-O-O-Z or some weird spelling. Yes. And I feel like it was in the very early 90s. So I did not see it when it was originally on, but I did see it prior to this. Okay. Their synopsis is, this is a remake of the 1960 film, 65 film. Random prank, accusatory phone calls gets teenage girls in trouble when they coincidentally phone a man who really did do something murder. It was murder. It was murder. So this movie won a primetime Emmy. It's a remake of a theatrical release starring Joan Crawford. Okay. We love Joan Crawford. We do. She is the man. She is. She's she's the man. Yes, she is. She's the queen. She is. Shawnee Smith. We love Shawnee Smith. Yes, we do. She plays Kim Fielding. She is probably best known for her work on Becker and Anger Management. Mm -hmm. In addition, she starred in the Saw movie and several of its sequels. It also is actually like another one is going to be made, I, I read, and she's going to star in that one as well. Okay. She also guest starred in one episode of Murder, she wrote in she 1993. Sure Do you remember it? Uh, well, if you ask, I, do I remember seeing her with Jessica? Yes. Do I remember the plot of the story? No. I want to see it. I think I'm going to have to watch it. Yes. So, according to a wiki fandom, this is her first horror movie, okay. but she won an Igor Award for her work on Saw. Okay. Her most recent IMDb credit is for a TV series in 2023 for City on Fire. But like I said, there's now an upcoming button that you can press on IMDb. And apparently she's going to be in the newest Saw. Okay. I have not seen any of the Saw movies because I'm afraid to watch them. So I don't really know how that. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to put that on my list. Right. I I don't think so. I love you for everything else, though. Yeah. I loved Becker. She was so good on Becker. Yeah. Tammy Lauren plays Lisa Harris. Having guest starred on her several decades as an actor, she is probably best known for her for this role, Homefront, Dave World, and she was also on Young and the Restless. Oh, yes. Her last IMDb role was in 2014 for Criminal Minds. Okay. I could not find out what she's up to today. I don't know. She obviously has a private life outside of acting. Yes. Robert Carradine case. Carradine. Is that how you say it? Yes. I like Carradine better. Well. Sounds better. Yeah. Plays Adrian Lancer. Yes, he does. With 129 IMDb credits. Now remember, Robert Carradine yep. has 129 at his age when George Segal had the same amount in his 70s. So that's he's been a very busy actor. Yes, he has. He is probably best known for his role in Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. That was the weirdest movie. Mm-hmm. That movie had a lot of problems. We can talk about that another time. Escape from New York, Ghosts of Mars, and Lizzie McGuire movies. Right. I, I don't think I saw any Lizzie McGuire because that was a little bit, she, I think those movies were on when my kids were little, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't have watched them because that was for teenage teenagers, really. Yes, or young, young teenagers, and my kids were probably too young. So his most recent credit is for a new Lizzie McGuire series that I either has started or is going to start. Okay. Of note, Case, his brother David plays his sibling, Stephen, in this movie. Yes. And also Candace Cameron Burr plays Julia Fielding. All right. And she's very young. It's one of her first roles. All right. So the movie opens, Beth, with Mike and Sid 
watching a strange film created by Adrian Lancer, and it is strange. I believe you texted me and was like, did I miss something? Yeah, did, I thought did, it did was... you cut off the beginning of this movie? Yeah, I thought it was like somebody taped like over something there's, else, but There's no. no actual context to this movie at all. Like, we it's don't know what again. it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We know what he made, mm-hmm. but also, like, today, that wouldn't be super strange, Yeah, but probably would have cost a lot of money to make back then. Yeah. Uh, Sid wants to fire Adrian, and Sid offers to speak with Adrian. So, no, Sid offers to fire Adrian and Mike is going to go speak yes, with Yes, my bad. Sorry. Mike stops bad. over to Adrian's place to fire him and Adrian overflows his teacup in a very bizarre scene. It's a very, the whole movie very is very yeah. strange. And if you notice, I'm sure you notice this, his, his apartment, which they spent a lot of time in, is so dark the whole time. Yeah, like, I was going to say it's dark all the they, I think they had a very difficult time figuring out how to portray him, his mental illness, on screen. Yeah, well, they did a good job. Yeah, kind of, because it, he's clearly also, a hot mess from the get-go. Right, but I think they could have done better than, like, here's a movie that makes no sense with no context. Yeah. Um, in they did. Your fa- what? They did. They just did, though. I was like, I know. Well, oh, I thought you were about to say something no. about this scene because no. you really did not like this Well, scene. it's so stupid because it now cut to English class in a high school where Lisa Harris is asleep, but she's asleep with her head back. Yes. Nobody falls asleep with their head and back, like hanging I would, back. I actually wouldn't even no, it sit wouldn't like that. It's so uncomfortable yeah. looking. So, of course, the teacher calls on her, waking her up and embarrassing her. And then the teacher calls on Kim and embarrasses Kim as well, which is, like, nice teaching. Yeah, but it's pretty common for the 80s. That's, well, that's kind of how teaching went. Tracks. Like, they tracks, Beth. At least in my high school. Which, if you talk to people I went to high school with, would be like, it's such a perfect place in the perfect city, and oh, everything was perfect. I would say the teachers were bullied, and they did humiliate you. Yeah, but perhaps those students that thought it was perfect weren't at the end of that. Yes, exactly. I was, because I talked too much. No. All right, Lee says, making out with her boyfriend in the hallway. Typical Annie's. He's upset that Lisa's mom will not let Lisa hang out with her boyfriend. Okay, cut to the locker room where Kim invites Lisa to her house because her dad is going out of town. At first, Lisa turns her down, but then after a little bit of thinking, she accepts with the thought that she could invite her boyfriend over to Kim's house. So let's let's stop here and talk about the lack of context in this movie. What we think, because they don't 100% say it, is that Kim is new to the school, and Lisa and Kim are not friends. Correct. And Lisa seems to be a fairly popular girl. Yep. And so it, it was awkward. This scene was awkward because they don't really know each other, and it... They just there's so little context in so much of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So Mr. Fielding now cut to Kim's house, and Mr. Fielding is leaving Kim and his other daughter Julia alone without a housekeeper for the first time. He says that he promises to call often to check in on them, and they also have a great big Doberman pincher. Spoiler down. alert. He, so. he doesn't check in on them a single time. Nope. All right. Now cut back to Adrian. We're at Adrian's creepy apartment or cool apartment made creepy by the darkness. Yeah, it would have been a cool apartment otherwise. Yeah. He is creating music and rather than show his face, they show close-ups of the instruments and right. it's very creepy weird music. Yes. His girlfriend Robin calls him to cancel plans for that evening. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Yeah. Now, uh Lisa's mom is driving her to Kim's and they arrive, but her mom is unhappy because there are no parents. She like just wanders in and looks around. Yeah, she like starts looking around the house and opening doors. 
And then she opens the door where the dog is and slams it quick. And the and the and Kim's like, oh, that's the dog's name is Marion. Yeah, something yeah. like that. That's but just Marion. The other thing is, is if the dad worked in L.A., he might not be home from work yet. It's still light out at this yeah. point. So the mom says, all right, Lisa, I'll be back to pick you up at 1130. I got to tell you. I would never. No, okay. I will pick my kids up anytime, anywhere, but I would not, I would not like, like be very thrilled about driving because they made a, a, they made a big deal about how far away. Right. Kim's why why didn't they just have a at sleepover? At 11.30 at night. Yeah. So, all right. Hey baby, I'll be back to pick you up later. What's that from? Do you remember? 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 Yes. That's Mr. That microphone. Is, that is an advertisement for Mr. Microphone from television from the eighties. <laughs> That's from television. <laughs> yes. All right. So now we've got the three girls in the house. We have Kim, Lisa, and Julia. Uh, and Kim and Lisa have an uh, awkward conversation in the kitchen while Kim is like getting dinner ready. She pours big glasses of milk. And, and Lisa's like, oh, nerd. Yeah. Nerd, and, you drink milk. Yeah. So, and Julia. Now, Julia's like little sister, like little sister. Yeah. She's, she's like she's seven. Oh, I thought she was younger. younger. Yeah. Um. So, Julia. Julia tells Lisa that Kim has never had a boyfriend and Lisa tells Kim that she's never gone to school with guys. She's always gone to private schools that are only for girls and that they wear uniforms. Right. So Lisa tells Kim that she needs to get a life because she's in California now, mm-hmm. indicating that the fieldings, once again, are, are new, new to, to the area. area. Also, yeah. also, there's boxes all over uh, in the also, house. the front of the house. You it's want to explain? like under construction. There's like scaffolding. Everywhere. It's weird. The whole front of the house. The whole house is weird. But the inside is not being renovated. No, but it's not. It's, it feels very incomplete. It it's, feel, it's like strange and the rooms movie. are random. And okay. So now back. Kind yes. of back to Adrian's creepy apartment. Yeah. And which feels like night, even though it's daytime. Yeah. So Robin comes over yeah. and Adrian pours champagne for her and he breaks the news that he's been fired. He tells her that he loves her and she wants to have a talk. Uh uh uh. He proposes. I know what happens. She breaks up. Oh no. Who could have predicted that was going to happen? Yes. So now he goes into another room and she's like, all right, now back to the barn, to Kim, Kim's house. All right. Kim is showing Lisa around and she, one of the things that she shows her is her dad's red, really cool old red convertible in the garage slash barn. Lisa is very bored and asks what there is to do. And Kim suggests listening to albums. Lisa wants to get stoned, but she never has. And, oh, I should say Kim that. never has. That's my bad. Yeah. Okay. Lisa says, we could get stoned and Kim's like I've never done that. The door to the garage slash barn slams shut from the wind and Lisa and Kim struggle to open it but they do and that's when jump scare there's a scruffy man standing right there. Asking, he says, do you want to buy some mangoes? I would buy mangoes. He introduces himself as neighbor Randy, who sells fruits and veggies, and girls rush off. Right, so this is clearly a red herring. Yes. FYI, this is a red herring. And a jump scare. Yep, all right. Now, we're back in the house. Lisa is on the phone with her boyfriend, and she gets in a fight with him because he hasn't shown up yet. Uh Uh-oh. And she slams down the phone, and, okay, so now Lisa, Kim, and Julia are in this... I don't know, like the living room. I, would, I thought it was more like a den, yeah. but it could have been a living room. With with the phone on a coffee table. So they're all sitting around. We it. should probably explain that I saw what you did is a phone pranking game, which we'll learn. But it involves having a telephone and what we used to call the phone book. Yes. It was actually a, a book. 
it came in the I don't know it came in the mail they just threw it on our front porch yeah, right it was delivered by us and it would have businesses person. and then it had people's names and if but unless you were fancy and had a private number that wasn't yes. in there it also had case we were talking about this the other night with our friends Carrie and Rob we were talking about she said yeah I used to call all the time, every day for the time and the weather. And yes. she remembered the phone number. Oh, yeah. TI41414. There you go. WE61616. Do you remember Dial-A-Purr? God loves you and so do I. No, I don't that, remember. So that. in the front, I there was all kinds of phone numbers for like services and other things. Your horoscope, you could call for your horoscope. Did you do that? No. There was your horoscope you could call, the phone, the weather, and you could call Dial-A-Purr. And it was this man's voice. I read somewhere it actually still exists. Where it it just talks. I don't remember what it was. Some kind of inspiration, okay. but it always ended with "God loves you and so do I." Mm, very nice. I um, can't believe you never called it. No, there was there was something I wanted to say. Oh, I wanted to say about the phone book. There, the addresses were also listed in the phone book. Correct. Yes. And and two quick stories about addresses being listed in the phone book. Oh, books. once there was a boy from high school that I liked, and I stalked him, and I saw where he went, and my hometown was so small that I could go through. And I figured out where he went, who the name of the people who lived there based on the address going to oh, yeah. the phone book. It didn't take me as long as you think because my phone book was very, very small. So was mine. Also, yeah. they had maps in the front of the phone book. Yes. But I was looking to see who, who lived in the house that okay. I went to. Okay. The other thing is that as a teacher in a large public school system, I, remember. I did not want my address listed. Also... I was trying to, I was trying to not let a bad boyfriend find me. And so I had, I, you actually had to pay to have your phone, your address not in the phone book. Correct. You had to pay. Did you hear that? You had to pay for your privacy. Right. At that time. Right. I paid for my privacy and they still printed my address. I remember. I and I had just signed a one-year lease and there was no way I was going to be able to get out of it. Luckily, it wasn't just like a duplex or a four unit or something. It had, what would you say, hundreds of apartments? Yeah, it was a complex. Yeah. I would call it a series of, there wasn't, unless someone specifically followed you home, they would have never known which yeah, unit you Because were my in. name was not on. No. And my name, they, they, they then, the apartment people took my name off the board and all of that. But so just to, to put that context, put that all in context. That was a fabulous apartment. Uh, that was, was the one we walked to Dairy Queen. Yes. I had a, the nerds blizzard. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Back to the story. Thanks for hanging in there in my little, my little stories. Okay, so now we've got Julia, Kim, and Lisa all around the table. And Julia, the little sister, goes, give me a random phone number from the phone book. And so then she picks up the phone, dials the number that they say, puts it on speakerphone, and she like, does this prank call asking, like, where's my daddy? Yeah. Daddy, where's my daddy? Which was actually really creepy. It was, it was super creepy. horrifying to get as another person. The woman on the other end was like, oh, no, darling, where are you? And then she, like, hangs up. She was good. Yeah, she was good. All right, so now next, Lisa's going to make a call. And then we'll talk to you back to Adrian's apartment, right? We've got Robin is breaking up with Adrian. But she hasn't left yet. No. And she says, I don't love you, Adrian, as his phone rings. Ring. So we're going to take a little break and listen. Do it. Here we go. Whoop, whoop. Okay, find me a man's number. We'll need a Smith or Jones. Okay. Lancer. Adrian Lancer. Sounds sexy. Man for you, girl. 
desperately. But Adrian, I don't want somebody to need me desperately. What I need is somebody who's strong. I can be strong. You're strong? Look at you, Adrian. Look at yourself. You're not strong. Look, Robin, if I know that your love will be my... I'm not ready for this. Don't say that. It's true. It's not true. It's true. It's true. I don't love you, okay? I don't love you. I don't love you. I don't love you, Adrian. I don't. her and i found the creepiest creepiest thing yeah it was super creepy it i was, never want to hear that again dude it was creepier than adrian's movie yes i'm not kidding it sounds like something from the movie yeah should mm-hmm. i say the phone number i called no okay it was it was super creepy no I so don't we're just gonna move on now adrian he goes and hides himself away in his room yes Did we guess this was recording studio his home recording studio I, or i guess so he was a movie. He was a movie maker, but he also was a musician. We don't know. Robin answers the phone. Yes. Lisa asks for Adrian Lancer. Mm-hmm. Now she tells him it's urgent, and Robin just assumes it's the studio she, calling him. Yeah. She says, "Oh, is this the studio?" Yeah. And then she go, and Lisa says, uh, "Yeah." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Robin goes to knock on the door where Adrian. He's now locked himself in this room. Yeah. And she finally tells him, "Like, dude, you need help. Like, mm-hmm. you you have to get help." And this is conversation is going on while the girls are still on the phone. Yep. So during this conversation, while the girls are on the phone, yep. Robin strangles Robin to death. Uh, Adrian strangles um, Robin to death. Sorry. Adrian <laughs> strangles Robin to death. I was so yep. excited there talking about it. Yep. And so you can see this from the outside. It's actually like visible from his room. Yeah. They film it. Watch. You can watch. You're watching it from the outside. Yes. During this. Now, Julia, who's cooking a pizza or something, she accidentally starts her oven mitts on fire while she's taking out whatever it is from the oven. Yeah. So they go running into the kitchen while Adrian is murdering Robin. So they yeah. don't actually hear it. Correct. Although I don't know if you would. They keep the phone off the hook. And it, yeah. But it was also in a different room. So I'm not sure they would have heard much anyway. Yeah. But now. Nonetheless, they put the up, they put the fire out. Everything's fine. Julia's fine. They did not hear the murder. But then Adrian answers. They like go back. They're like, oh yeah, we left the phone off the hook. So if the phone is off the hook, you can't make another call. Right. And as long as the other person is not hanging up, you can still hear them. So Adrian answers, and they're like, oh. And then Kim hangs the phone up. Yes. But Julia now, case she marks the number in the phone book. Yes. So she like takes a little pen and like circles the number. Okay. So now Lisa's like, hey, let's play I saw what you did, which is what. So what you do is you call random people and you say, I saw what you did and I know who you are. All right. Which is, I guess, a way to make people a little uncomfortable about something. Although uh, for sure. for, by, by most adult standards, you would have known that was a prank call. Correct. I don't know that we made prank calls. I feel like maybe we called some people and said, is your refrigerator running? Better catch it kind of dumb things. I, I mean, if we did anything that we called prank calls, it was calling and hanging up. Right. But so, no, I think we've, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but you know, my father worked for the electric company and was often on call. Mm-hmm. So if he was on call, 
we had we could only be on the phone for like less than five minutes. Yes. Because again, back then there was no call waiting. Right. They they had to be able to get hold of my dad for whatever reason, whatever the emergency was. Yes. So we didn't really have an opportunity to play that. Mm-hmm. Also, I lived in such a small house and my parents were always home that they would have been like, hang the phone up. Yes. You know, so we just wouldn't have been able to do that. So now it's dark out. It's finally gotten dark outside. Adrian is in his car and he's like speeding around the city and the girls at the same time are playing I Saw What You Did. Yes. So Adrian is gone. The girls are playing I Saw What You Did. Kim and Julia go upstairs so Lisa can call her boyfriend he answers and he's drunk okay and she's mad because he's still not there and Mm -hmm. that's why she went over to kim's house adrian now buries robin in the canyon i say that as if i know what that means right and he's almost caught by a couple because their dog runs into him by the lovers by the lovers the lovers see him but they see him Mm -hmm. and so he like freaks out and leaves and i don't know that that, that, i think they find robin's body right because he doesn't even have a chance to bury it i don't even know something anyway it doesn't matter lisa now she's wondering if randy remember scary randy yeah mango guy scary, scary randy that's bad randy. yeah yeah bad, bad randy is outside and julia's like oh no what if he's still out there because they were like scared he was creepy yes lisa tells kim that she needs to get rid of her convent look look and that she needs an older guy like adrian julia now suggests they call him back and they do just as he arrives home he doesn't answer in time. No. Now, Adrian's brother, Steve, comes to stay in town. And it's very, very tense between the two of them. So you know there's something like there's maybe they're not. kind of Yeah, they're not close at all or whatever. Steve finds the ring on the table, the, the, the um, engagement ring, and he asks Adrian about it. But Adrian is like, I'm going to bed, and he leaves the room. Yep. They're, they're just not talking. Not going to talk about Now, that. Lisa gives Kim and Julia makeovers. Aww. I know. I love doing that. I love doing people's makeup. Yes. Wasn't it cool the other night when our new friend told me that my makeup looked really good? Yes. And she was a makeup artist. Yes. I was very like, that was that's very right. Fun. I, that's right. I threw it in. I always wanted to be a makeup artist. I know. I still do. I know. Yeah. Now I just would be like, oh, my arms are getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> you get old, and you start thinking about how that might affect you right yeah julia goes to bed and kim calls adrian again okay now he answers she says i saw what you did and i know who you are he asks her over and over again who is this who is this who is this she calls him by name and tells him that she likes his music because earlier when they were waiting before julia burned the oven mitts he was playing music and you could hear that correct before he murdered robin Yes. He asks Kim, he asks what Kim wants, and she's like, Oh, you'll find out. And then she hangs up. So basically what happens is she thinks she's flirting and he's trying to figure out who's who saw him murder Robin. Right, exactly. Yes. Now Adrian, he's like super paranoid, which he already was. Mm-hmm. He goes to look outside to see if anyone's watching, and he's very upset. Yes. He actually becomes delusional now, and Stephen slaps him to, like, bring him back to reality. Mm-hmm. He tells Stephen to turn the lights off because someone is watching, oh, which yeah. is kind of sad because Stephen's like, oh, he's being delusional. But, I mean, based on what he was just told, somebody is watching. Yeah. So, you know, is that a delusion or, you know what I mean? Exactly. Kim calls again, and Adrian again picks up, and he calls her by name. So they talk about his music a little bit, and then he asks to meet her. Now, not because he wants to meet her, but because he wants to see see if she witnessed the murder yeah he's like i'll do anything you want and she gets like oh 
and hangs up. Okay. Now they hang up the phone again. Julia has a nightmare, and then Kim goes up to console her. Lisa now calls drunk boyfriend again. This time he doesn't answer the phone. Okay. Lisa convinces Kim and Julia to take their dad's convertible to drive to Adrian's house, despite Kim only having a learner's permit. All right. So this sounds like a good plan. It sounds like a typical bad teenage idea. Bad teenage decision. Right. We all have made them. Okay. Although I never took a car without a license, but you know. It's true. Neither did I. Thankfully, didn't make any decisions that would ruin my parents' car. Now, Stephen finds Robin's purse as Adrian is trying to clean blood off the walls. All right. Of note, he strangled her, so there was no blood, so we're assuming that's a delusion. However, I think there's a bloody rag lady. I didn't think of that as a delusion. I thought... I, I didn't, and then I did, and then I didn't. Smacked her against the wall, so maybe that was that. Mm, it could have been. That's a good, idea. That's a good thought. Well, I, I thought it was a delusion, and then later on we find out it probably wasn't a delusion, but he strangles her, so there was no blood. Okay. You know, and there was no blood trail around the house where he took her, so right, I don't yeah. know. Yours may sense now the girls they've they've done the dumb thing and taken the car yeah and they're looking for adrian's house okay so we've got three little girls in a car in a strange city looking for a stranger's house in la in la then we've got the stranger who is in his house having just murdered and buried his girlfriend and his brother is there correct okay yes Stephen then calls Robin, and Robin's roommate tells him that Adrian picked her up because her car's in the shop. Right. Now, this is alarming Stephen a little bit. Stephen opens the door to find Adrian stand, just standing there. Like, so he closes the door to call Robin, has this conversation, goes to leave the room, and Adrian's just standing there. Yep. Another jump scare. Yep. He asks Stephen if he wants to go get a burger. And then he's like, were you talking to your wife? And do you have a cigarette? Steven is like, you know what, dude, I'm just going to go for a walk. And he leaves because I think he's trying to figure out what to do next because I think he knows something really bad has happened. Yes. But he doesn't know what yet. The girls, they finally find Adrian's house. Now, remember, Steven's not there. He's out walking. Yes. They see Adrian in the window, although they don't know it's Adrian because they've never seen him. They tell Julia. To, so they smartly tell Julia, a little girl, to stay in the car by herself, which is a convertible. So there's no like closing and locking right. doors and windows. And the way this is, these houses are kind of set up, are, it's kind of an alley. I'm assuming it's like, you know, L.A., like out in the kind of country area part of it where there's like mountainous areas and hilly. You're just kind of building roads into behind houses. So my point is anybody could walk up and just snatch this little girl. Yep. Kim now is all dressed up and she has her makeup on, of course. Lisa knocks. She looks through the windows and they see Adrian inside playing his guitar in his studio. Okay. He notices them in the window, but he keeps playing. Finally, though, he goes and opens the door. Lisa ducks out of the way. So it's just Kim standing there. Okay. Kim says, oh, I saw your light on and I need to use your phone because... Because your car, my car broke down. And Adrian, like at that point, like makes a fake, a fake phone call. So I'm no, sorry, Kim makes Kim a fake makes, phone yes. call. And I don't know if you notice this, but you can hear the dial tone. Right. And so he must be able to hear him too. Yeah. Hear it too. He, this alarms him a little bit. He then goes and kind also of... Also when she's like, oh, also when she made the call, she's like, oh, I'm at Adrian's house. Right, right. And, and he's like, what? Wait, yeah, how did you know my name? You don't know my name. So he kind of figures out that it's the girl who called earlier. Okay. Because she knew his name. I mean, they don't say this. Again, 
There's so much context he missing. He knows something's going down. Yeah, and he's and already delusional because he just killed his girlfriend and we'll find out later has serious mental health issues. Yes. So he kind of like secretly locks the door and he's like, sit down. Who yep. is your name? And she's like, Ellen Jones. And she's like, we've never met before. He turns off the light just as Stephen returns. Like, and Stephen comes back and knocks on the door because it was open when he left. Yeah. He Adrian has to let Stephen in and Kim goes running out. Yes. And they drive off hitting a hitting a trash can on in that's in like this alleyway or whatever it is mm-hmm. but can't she forgot her purse. she forgot her purse yeah right or didn't have time to grab it especially but she didn't remember that till later yeah steven is like dude who's the girl and he's like i don't know she just showed up and now steven is like i don't think that's true but it is like yeah. it's super weird because a lot of weird things that are coincidentally happening steven doesn't believe but they actually happen that way exactly so now Stephen like explains to Adrian why he came there. He's like, Robin called me. She wanted me to come and talk to you because she's really worried about your mental health. And he tells Adrian that he told her he told her about his serious problems. So Adrian told Robin about I'm sorry, Stephen told Robin about Adrian's serious mental health issues. We don't know what those are yet. Yes. We will find out. Yes. Robin worked with Stephen for a long time. That's how actually they met. Okay. And he suggests taking Robin with to go see a doctor. Correct. And Adrian is like, dude, it's too late for that. Yep. I'd be so scared hearing that. Now we're back at the field house, fielding house, and we're in the barn. And there has been some damage to the car. Oh, yeah. Julie is worried about the bad dream she's going to have. Spoiler alert, she probably will. Yes. Kim is obviously worried about the damage to the car. And Lisa is worried that Kim's dad will tell Lisa's mom and she'll be grounded because Lisa's a typical teenager. It's all about me. Right. Kim now at this point realizes she lost her purse and she's like, oh, no, it had my learner's permit, which has her address. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. So Lisa's like, let's just go scrape off some bark off of a tree and make it look like we were just driving around the property. Because somehow in Lisa's mind, that would make it less likely they'll get in trouble. Yep. Of course, Lisa was, has no ever intention of coming back to this property. Agreed. So drunk boyfriend finally oh, shows up. Oh, so nice of him. Right. He offers her a beer and dope, and she's like, no, get out of here. So I like there's some sort of weird re- revelation she has, like, I'm friends with Kim now, get away. Yeah. Which you know didn't wouldn't have happened in real life. So I feel like I need to take it so to the So he drives away. He leaves with his friends. So the least person the least drunk person must have driven because it wasn't the drunk (laughs) well you know he wasn't driving right Lisa admits now that she went to Kim's house to meet the boyfriend and obviously this upsets Kim yes and I'm upset too because I like Kim yes Kim's a nice girl Lisa apologizes Lisa's mom arrives so let's take a break (sighs) let's regroup I know this this movie doesn't have that many characters, but it's still a lot. A lot goes on. It's a lot, and it's confusing, especially because there's no context. But let's listen to the convo. So you want to get together tomorrow? I don't think so, Lisa. Why? Thought we were friends. We are friends. I thought you came to my house because you liked me. I came to your house so that I could meet Louis. But uh, you know that already. My mother doesn't like him. Listen, Kim. Oh, 
nobody's perfect. You know, maybe I'm wasting my time with Lewis, you know, guys like him. We're not kids anymore. That's your mom. I saw Stephen Graham Jones, who was a horror writer, very famous last spring, because Richard, who was yes. on episode 27, is a friend of his and introduced him for his book tour for yes. this, this particular space. There was like 150 people there. It was awesome. And there was a line and I had a great time and you couldn't make it because it was a school night and it was in the Chicago area. Anyway, he posted something like he's writing a story or something. He's like, I had to look up whether it's and or ampersand for Laverne and Shirley. I have no idea what the context is or why he's writing about it. Okay. So then I told him our, that our idea, I had the idea that I wanted us to do a shot by shot. Yes. And I'm just like, Case, we can just do it in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, Beth, let me just <laughs> take care of that. I couldn't even get this new microphone to work and I've got everything planned to do you this. Well, I've got a plan. So that's a good thing. Also, it is ampersand, isn't it? Yes, I told him okay. that. I'm like, yeah, okay. we're from Milwaukee. It's ampersand. Yeah. Okay. So back to the movie, Beth. Are you oh, ready? Great, great. What are we doing? Really, really exciting. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Do we have exciting music? Do, do, do. That's not good. <laughs> All right, Not good. we've got Randy, the mango guy. Guess what? Oh, no. He's outside watching Kim's oh, house. Oh, is he creepy? He's a little creepy. He's a lot creepy. But we're really not worried about him at this I, point. I wonder if Kim's dad has ever met creepy mango man. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, so cut to Adrian's apartment. We've got Stephen speaking again with Adrian, asking him to help. He promises to stick together until he's better. So Stephen is obviously very concerned about Adrian. Yes. Stephen, we all are. He finds the bloody cloth that Adrian used to wipe the blood. So apparently there really was blood. It wasn't just a yeah. Um, that's what that's illusion. what that super confused me because I don't remember him like smashing her head against anything. Yeah. But he might have. I don't know. Stephen goes to ask Adrian about the bloody cloth, and guess what? What? Adrian beats Stephen unconscious. Oh no. Yep. Then he pours gasoline on top of him. Oh. He finds Kim's purse her driver's permit and he gets in the car and drives to Kim's house. Oh, you guys, that this is now he has, but he has not set Stephen on fire. No. It's important to know. No. He's set it all up right. to set him on fire, but has not set him on fire. Yeah. Okay. And also it's important to note that we don't know whether he's dead or alive at this Correct. point. All right. So now we are at Kim and Julia's house. Kim finds Julia is not in her bed. That and... would be the most terrifying thing. You go to check on someone in their bed and they're not there. Yeah. And the door is wide open. That is so scary. Uh, Kim sees, she finally, she's going all around, all around, finds Julia all the way out in the garage barn and Julia's sitting in the convertible. So they go back into the house after Kim agrees to let Julia sleep with her. And as they leave, the camera pans to a gas can. Now, the other thing I want to say Julia is very gutsy to go out at night. I know. Because that isn't a, I mean, it's a barn. It's not like right next to the house. It's a little bit of a hike. Yep. Okay. 
Back at Adrian's I don't apartment. even like to take my dog out after dark Why? if I'm home alone. Oh. Back at Adrian's apartment, Stephen wakes up. Oh, no. Okay. Now, back to That was house. a jump scare, too, because it was like, yes. like his eyes open. Okay. Now we're back at the girl at the girl's house. Lisa lies and tells her mom, because remember, Lisa's driving with her mom. Right. Kim and Julia are at the house. Right. So Lisa's driving with her mom, and she lies. And she tells her mom, well, we just watch TV. Here comes Adrian down the same highway, and he almost hits Lisa. Lisa and her mom in a gremlin. Yes, the gremlin. The like orangish, yellowish gremlin. Don't feed it after midnight. No. Nope. I had a friend who had a gremlin. Those things were loud and terrible. But they were very cute, squishy little cars. Yes. Then Adrian speeds around the corner and Lisa and her mom are like, holy crap, we almost got hit. Okay, now... Adrian gets pulled over by the police. The dispatcher tells the officer, so police officer pulls him over. He's, Adrian's like, why'd you pull me over? The officer's like, he ran a red light way back in blah, 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 blah. I don't remember what city he said. And Adrian's like, that's a long time ago. Why are you pulling me over now for it? And the officer's like, it took me this long to catch up to you. Okay. So then the officer goes to his car and he calls dispatch, you know, calls in, this is the person, blah, blah, blah. And the dispatcher's like, use extreme caution. This is the guy who previously torched his parents. <laughs> Which I don't think they have that information on a run of a license. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. So then the officer. But it is a way to find out that he killed his parents by burning them. Yeah. So then the officer kind of is still back in his car, like waiting for backup. And Adrian takes off. The police officer calls it in. He's taken off. He's taken off. And then he gets in and he's chasing him. Okay. Right. So we chase through the mountains and Adrian gets stuck, goes off the side of the road into an embankment. And you see him try to get out, try to get out. Next you see is the police officer comes around the corner and the car is exploding. Right. Of course, Adrian is not in the car. Nope. And he hitchhikes out of the area. Yeah. And, you know, come on. When they have it on the news later, the person who picked him up isn't like, oh, my gosh, I just picked up that guy. But also, everybody watched the news back then. So, yeah. yes, he probably would have watched the this news. This is like 48 hours worth of stuff in two-hour time frames. So here's the other thing I have a little bit of a problem with, which was coming up. There's a scene where, okay, so right, it's the next scene. At Lisa's house, they're watching the news when there's a story about Adrian. How? They're watching news at midnight? Yeah, Did well, they replay the news? I don't know. No, that wouldn't have even happened in, until no, after 11.30. No after midnight. No, so. of course not. So it, it doesn't make sense. That part doesn't helps, actually make sense. Helps to tell the story. Right? I know. I just didn't like that. All right. So at Lisa's house, they're watching the news. There's a story about Adrian. And Lisa learns that Adrian has a long history of mental illness and was institutionalized after killing his parents. Right. It would have made way more sense if they had said breaking news, like they were watching TV yes. and breaking news yeah. right now. I know. Ours is not to question. I, I know. know. You I know, know I have to times. question it because nothing makes sense to me. Okay. On the news, they also report that Robin was murdered and believe that, and that they believe that Adrian is dead. Correct. All right. So cut back to the girls, Kim and Julia. Kim locks the front door and goes to get the dog when she hears Adrian call call her name from inside the house. He says, I know who you are. And he's there to return her wallet. And he's in shadow. Mm -hmm. You can't see him. You can see it like a shadow of him. Yep. He calls her into the next room and she refuses. Very smart, Kim. 
All right, next. Cam notices that Adrian's hand is hurt, and he asks her why she's been calling him. She explains that they were only playing a game. She tells him that Adrian sounded the nicest of the 20 people that they called, so they drove over. He realizes that she didn't witness the murder. Oh. Now the phone rings, and Adrian leaves. Kim answers it, and it's Lisa, who tells Kim everything that happened. Kim tells Lisa that Adrian isn't dead and that he was there. Oh, no. All right, now. Kim hangs up. She calls 911 and reports that Adrian is at her house, but the phone cuts out. Cuts me, cut it off. And a fire breaks out outside as the dog starts barking. Uh-oh. Kim tells Julia, who has now come back downstairs, that they can't leave because Adrian is out there, so they go upstairs again. All right, now. And you never go upstairs when there's a fire. Don't ever do it. Adrian grabs Kim from behind, and the dog attacks him. Kim and Julia run out of the second story onto a platform that was part of the scaffolding. Yeah, that so they're trying to escape the flames. Adrian breaks away from the dog, tries to grab him, but his clothes are on fire and he retreats back inside. Okay, now, crazy mango Randy, Beth, is outside, sees the girls, sees the whole house on fire, sees the girls on this scaffolding and tells them they, they, they got to jump. You got to jump. We'd love for him to be the hero, but he's outside their house. Yeah. So that's creepy. So the platform collapses. They fall to the ground, but they roll away to safety. As the police are arriving, Lisa and her mom are following close behind. And they all watch as the house burns. As they do, Beth, Adrian now comes stumbling from inside the house and he's on fire. Yes. Now, you also made a good point, which I didn't think of, and I wish you hadn't because now I'm worried. They never tell you what happened with the dog. (laughs) I know. At some point later, Beth, they're, oh. just, they're at a different house. Yeah, they're at a different house. We don't know if it's the same night or a different night. We well, have no idea. We don't Kim's have dad is there. Yes. He asked her how she's feeling. She said she's okay. And her dad says Julia is asleep. Her dad then asks her why she did it, meaning making the phone calls. And she doesn't answer. Because she's a teenage girl. That's what teenage girl did. So, Beth, the phone rings. Oh, no. Kim answers it. And the voice oh. says, Kim, I know who you are. You killed my brother. Oh, and the film cuts to Steven and the cityscape. Kim screams and Steve. Ah, you did not like this one. I didn't like it. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I did. There were things about it I liked. I get it. It's okay, November is next. Yes. We're doing the one I've been putting off for two years. I've already watched it. I've already written the script and I yep. didn't cry too much. Yep. I also don't want to talk about it, but I will. Okay. It's called A Girl Named Sooner. Uh-huh. I think, so here's the thing. How many movies have I watched that I've not cared for? Like a lot. chosen. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Right. No, I get it. Mm-hmm. Don't think I don't get it. Yeah. But you know, I, I the problem is there's the animals. And well, that's the problem I have I, with I, Yes. But you under, also understand the darkness of my brain. The darker the story, the more I enjoy it. Right, right. I didn't know. And it's not that I didn't like the movie. It's just that there's things in the movie that I have a very difficult time I with. I know, but my whole point was we were traumatized with this shit when right. we were kids. I was traumatized by Benji movies, dude. I know. We had to watch these movies because they were family events. And they were horribly traumatic. Every so single Benji movie, every single Lassie movie, I sat there the whole time going, is this going to be the one where so Lassie dear dies? Listener, dear listener, this is why we bring this to you. I, I totally get it. I just have, because of the trauma, mostly from Disney movies, sorry, I have a very difficult time watching animals of any kind in any film. I know. You know, 
because the very first movie I ever saw, Case, was Bambi. And the very first scene in a movie, the very first movie I saw, the mom dies. Yep. Next movie, Dumbo. Yep. I mean, I, it's just traumatizing. It is. So anyway, Girl Named Sooner. And then we're going to do these two silly little cartoons. Yes. You haven't seen them, and I had not seen them. Yes. But I came across them during my research for, like, Thanksgiving movies. Yes. One is called Intergalactic Thanksgiving or Don't Eat the Planet. Yeah. And the other is called The Thanksgiving That Almost Wasn't. And All that's right. Hanna-Barbera. Those are going to be fun. Yeah. Do you have a favorite TV movie? the 70s 80s or 90s you'd like us to review let us know let us know you can find us on our socials we're on facebook instagram threads and whatever twitter is calling itself still today <laughs> or give the hashtag mftvmc podcast to Google, and you'll find us you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels including anchor apple podcasts google podcasts amazon music spotify deezer and iHeartRadio. If you love us as much as we love you, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Tell them, tell them. Until next time, we'll see you right here in the clubhouse. We should change our theme song to the friends theme song. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the clubhouse. This is Beth. First, I want to say thank you so, so much to everyone who listens and supports the podcast. Case and I are so grateful to all of you, and we really, really appreciate that you come in and listen every episode and DM us and let us know what movies you like to watch. And we love to meet you out and talk about television and movies and all things 70s, 80s, and 90s. Having said that, I also want to apologize because the sound for our October episodes is not great. We bought a new microphone. We thought we had it all set up and we went to record and it turns out that the microphone itself was defective. So we were able to have our wonderful editor, Marjan, help us make it sound as good as he could. Unfortunately, due to time constraints, we were not able to re-record the episodes. The good news is we have a new studio and we have a new microphone. So going forward after this month, we will not be using that microphone again. And, you know, it's still us. So enjoy.